It's Eat, Drink, Talk. Yum, yummy. The wine is uncorked, the bourbon neat, the apps are on the table. And here comes the main course. Welcome to Eat, Drink, Talk, Louisville's favorite podcast about the restaurant and bar scene. I am Carolyn McLean, sitting shotgun here with uh, my driver, Rick Redding, and this show is sponsored by 4th Street Live. Hello, Rick. Howdy, Carolyn. It is great to be with you here on a uh, on a Monday, which is cloudy, but... Uh, Great things going on in Louisville, and uh, next weekend's the one we're looking forward to. I know. So we have a lot to talk about with Bourbon and Beyond coming up. Our special guest is Tiffany Dorman. She'll be along here in a few minutes. She runs the chef side of Bourbon and Beyond. So the Bourbon and Beyond is about music, it's about bourbon, and it's about food. And she was very well-versed, though, about music and the artists coming some she's, really good insider stories. Yeah, she's, she's, she knows her stuff. So uh, whether you're interested in going to Bourbon and Beyond or not, you're going to want to listen to Tiffany and talking about some, some very interesting stuff and some, some of the personalities behind the, uh, the show. Yes, and we'll another date to put scenes. on that old calendar of yours, Rick, is October 5th and 6th, Strassenfest at 4th Street Live. We've got German beer, food, and games. Ooh, and you can bring your family, I understand. And you, yes, and it is a family a event. Family so that is going to be a good live. Wait, now does that that may be competing with St. James Art Festival now that I think about it. Is that also the same weekend? Um St. James? You caught me without looking at my calendar. I, I don't think know. Think it I'm just trying like without looking at the calendar, isn't it usually the first weekend in October, St. James? We need to double check that know. before we end the show. Okay. Because you've got that little internet right there in front of your face. <laughs> uh. Well, uh, what about the, uh, you know, the other thing that happens at 4th Street Live is the uh, Bobby Petrino show. I wonder what Ooh. that's going to be like this week. <laughs> yes, I wonder. We'll have to ask your husband. I was. Hey, uh, oh my God. Go ahead. Finish your thought. I, I was, I just I was cheering something. on my Hilltoppers on Saturday, and I thought, uh, of all things, we're going to win this game. I couldn't believe it. And then they blew it in the end. The toppers did, but um, you know, for U of L, it, it, it was a shallow victory. They're not. They're not. Nobody that follows U of L football is very happy with a twenty to seventeen win over Western. Well, the um, heated discussion over the McLean table was about Patino since he was doing his book signing at the Omni. My my husband, who works on ESPN six eighty as a sports talk host, Lachlan McLean, he was under the impression nobody would show up to sign Rick's book and shake his right. hand i, I that was not true. i was on the other side of the fence and i said are you crazy I'm he you. still has a lot of fans and so um who was right me i mean he had over 400 people in, in line that wrapped around the omni and some staircases and they, and they all had on their their ncaa shirts the year he took the cards and that's right there's, <laughs> there's banners there's not a banner at the yum center but there's banners all over this city for the 2013 national champions so uh so that's cool uh, St. James Art Fair is October 4, 5, 6. Yes, okay, so it is the same weekend as Strassenfest. I have to split my time because I, I don't miss the St. James. There's more than one thing going on I know. at all times in this great city I of know. Ours. Speaking of things, I did see Dracula at Kentucky at Actors at Actors Theater okay. over the weekend, and it, I'm, I'm going to say it was very good. If, if you haven't been in a number of years, this show is drastically different from last year's show. So I'm giving two thumbs up to Dracula if you're looking okay. for something to do. I've been to uh, several Halloween. of them, but um, it's scary. I mean, it's scary. I took the kids. I know. It's we took totally both, different. Both than, the girls than what your impression of if you've never seen it of what your impression of Dracula is all about. Yes, so I'm gonna say like this. Dark. I would not bring anyone under the age of 13. Okay. I really wouldn't because the, the I, 
there's just this one oh there are a lot of scary elements in it but there are also some things that could be perceived as disturbing if you're a young one so there you go but dracula was really good kudos to actors there you go they do a good job over there at actors and uh, we're trying to do a good job here at eat drink talk we're going to get into uh, welcoming our guest tiffany dorman into the show in just a moment so uh if you'll just stay tuned uh we'll have that coming right up if you're looking for quality food, fun bars, and several nightlife hotspots, 4th Street Live is the place for you. Not only is it located in the heart of downtown Louisville, but each of these venues are just a few steps apart. Come enjoy an afternoon meal with your family, watch the next big game, or bring your friends for a fun night out. Head over to 4th Street Live and see for yourself. And welcome back to Eat, Drink, Talk. We are here in the studio. It is Bourbon and Beyond Week. I'm uh, here with uh, Carolyn McLean and Tiffany Dorman. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Hi, Tiff. Thanks for having me. And this is her first appearance on, well, not appearance because it's not TV, but your first time on a podcast. It is, yes. Yeah. So well, I love podcasts. The first of many. Uh, I'm sure uh, we want you to listen even uh, after you're off. But I am very interested in you because everybody here is about the music coming. John Mayer is coming. Sting's coming. All these great people. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Keb Moe and all these other people. But you... Uh, are responsible for the chefs i am tell me about well, the, well, how that works wait 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 hold on let's just b- back this up for a second because i have to read this so tiffany sent over her bio because rick and i were like well let's find out more about this guest and your bio says experiential strategist with a focus in the integration of food beverage and music in the live event space like which that? which <laughs> yeah. perplexed me. What does that mean? That doesn't fit on a business card. Does it does it? not fit no. on a business card. Um, and I don't think it's something that's been done for an extremely long time. I think that within the last 10 years, we started to see um, a little bit of a change in music festivals where people's expectations were that they wanted a more well-rounded event. Um, and what we call secondary entertainment. And so we started to think of ways that we could do that where we were using something that already existed in the festival space and food already existed and beverage already existed. So we thought, why don't we take that and explore that and see what we can do with it that is exciting. And at the same time, Top Chef was coming on the air and people started to become much more interested in what was happening behind the kitchen mm-hmm. rather than just in the dining room. Always. So it's kind of was serendipitous that it happened. Um, and then once that happened, we, you know, we started to as festivals, you know, there is, it's a money-making venture. So there's sponsors and there's brands. And we started to kind of explore how we could integrate that with the chefs, with the beverage, with art. And we just kind of found that there was this really nice intersection because band members, musicians get really excited about chefs because they eat on tour buses mm-hmm. all the time or yeah. they eat in catering all the time and they then get back on a bus and they watch the Food Network. Oh. At 2 a.m., mm-hmm. they dream about all the food that they want to eat and they watch these chefs. And so we kind of found a reverse fan in the musicians with the chefs, which was kind of fun to explore when we got started doing this as it's, well. And yeah. so Bourbon and Beyond found you in Denver because you're not a Louisvillian and you've been here helping kick this event off. Uh, yep, absolutely. I met Danny Wimmer presents or Danny Wimmer specifically um, through another friend that I'd worked with um, on some other festivals. And he kind of told me what it was that he wanted to do. And, you know, he's really passionate about what he wants to do. And there's not a lot of no um, in him or around <laughs> him. Um, right. And it was a big undertaking because, you know, this isn't his hometown either. And it's not like people in Louisville need you to tell them how to 
present bourbon, mm-hmm. right? right? So it right. was definitely something that was, you know, a, uh, a subject that was thought about, talked about, like circled around. Um, but yeah, I've been here for a couple of years on and off. Um, wow. Met Fred, met Doris, mm-hmm. met a lot of friends. Edward Lee is... Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, he's great too. It's just, it's a great town. It's a great culinary town. The state of Kentucky, agriculturally, like there really isn't um, a better place, I think, to showcase kind of how music, art, and food come together because craftsmanship is in everything that happens here through bourbon, through food, and also through music. And there's a ton of musicians here as well, too. You you told me when, uh, when you were first starting out, the first one in San Francisco, I think it was, that the, that the, uh, um, there was sort of a, a, a love that you use the presence of the musicians to act, attract the chefs. Absolutely. Or vice versa. Yeah. So, so are, this lineup, are, are, are some of the chefs here to uh, admire the musicians, I yeah. guess? Yeah. I think um, the best example of that is, you know, I actually met Tom Clicchio backstage at Bonnaroo one morning. He was playing guitar in the artist area before we actually opened the artist area. And he was just there as a fan. And mm. I was, I walked by him and I kind of turned around. And I was like, Oh, Hey, you're Tom Clicchio. And <laughs> he was like, don't tell anybody. I'm just here as a fan. I just want to yeah. see music and yeah. kind of got to know him and know him as a really big music fan. And so whenever I do something that I think is exciting and I know that it has a genre of music that he enjoys, I'll usually reach out to him or his team and say, Hey, listen, I've got something cool going on. This is like the music. I know that this is a band that you particularly like. So last year when I did that, he was pretty excited about it. And we ended up, you know, making a friend, making a fan. And, you know, I like to think that his experience at Bourbon and Beyond helped kind of push Kentucky into the finalist for Top Chef. Um, So they've spent half their year down here filming that. And I think he's really fallen in love with it. I was not. Okay. I was not. Okay. Because you seem like, okay, so I, I'm starting to shape this picture of what you do in my mind. You're kind of a connector. I am. I so you're, you're you're like the nucleus here. Yes. And you're pulling the, the tapestry together to make it cohesive. Yeah. And I just want okay. people to have fun. I want chefs particularly to have fun because if they're having fun, Everyone's everyone having else is fun. having fun <laughs> as well too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So chefs and musicians and musicians and chefs. So it's yeah. synonymous, you yes. were saying. Yes. It's all great. What about, uh, well, uh, let's get into some specifics about uh, anybody that's going out there. Uh, you know, we're going out there to see music. What what, what are these uh, cool, crazy events you've cooked up for us with, uh, with these chefs? Um, so the MASH stage, um, which is our culinary stage, is um, on the festival site right next to the bourbon workshops. Because, you know, part of what we want to do is really highlight how food and bourbon go together in the different ways you can experience it as well too. So you'll see a lot of crossover in our um, culinary demos. You know, Fred's got talent that he's brought to the table that we kind of group together as well too. And another piece that we've developed this year that we think is important is that every traveling chef or big name chef is paired with a Louisville chef as well too on stage. That is so I've got, you know, Ryan Rogers and Andrew McCabe from High Cotton Hospitality, which is, you know, Feast Barbecue and mm-hmm, Royal's right. Chi- uh, Chicken with Stephanie mm-hmm. Izard oh. from Chicago, Top Chef, Iron Chef um, as well, too. And so she's going to work with them and they're going to do a recipe from her cookbook and kind of their take on that recipe of, in her cookbook, which will be really fun. And we've got Patrick Hallahan from My Morning Jacket mm-hmm. that'll be on stage with them as well, too. He's going to play sous chef because he's a <laughs> total foodie, but... <laughs> It's not like his knife skills probably could use a little bit of work. So he's probably going to learn a few things up there as well, too. Um, Damaris Phillips is going to be with us. And we have her with um, Ray Garcia, 
Um, he's out of LA. Wow. Um, Broken Spanish is his restaurant. He's fantastic. He works with a lot of local grains. So there's a nice crossover talking about grains and corn and things like that. But at the same time, talking about just traditions in food and how, you know, Damaris's traditions are from the South. And she's done a lot to kind of turn it on its head a little bit with vegetarian recipes that she mm-hmm. now has kind of amended her cooking with because her husband's vegetarian and Ray, who is, you know, he's from Southern California. He's Hispanic. He's talking about that. But at the same time, I believe that we have Del McCoy on stage with them also. Okay. Um, so he's also talking about, you know, traditions in music and how, you know, that affects what the traditional bluegrass is versus what you're doing in modern times and, you know, how it influences, but how you keep moving forward as well too to stay current and cutting edge. And all that's happening while bands are playing? Yes. Or, okay. It is. So can you, you will be able to hear the chefs and what's happening on those stages that you're talking about you now versus all the music sort of in the background? Yes. Okay. Magic of production. Um, I think, you know, there is a certain, there's a certain sound bleed that happens mm. that is like stops at a certain line because, mm. and again, magic, you know, that's not, technicalities are not <laughs> what I do. I just, I just hear them and say, yes, it's no problem. Right. Certainly work. there's still background music, but it's almost like it's a, you know. You want that. You kind of want that. Yeah, because yeah. you're at a festival. Yeah. And I mean, I love culinary and I love chefs and I love demos, but to be honest, like there's, you know, the ceiling is not extremely high for the entertainment part of it. So you're looking to have the experience in the live event space where it's like, it's exciting and there's action around you and there are other things that you're excited to do and see. So you're not kind of just sitting there waiting for it to be over. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, wow, this is so awesome. I'm going to see this, but next I'm going to go grab a burger or I'm going to go grab a bourbon drink or I'm going to go see Sting after that. And it's, you know, kind of like Mm -hmm. mixes in with the energy, I think. But I'm guessing it's really going to make sense though, because like the the thing that Damaris is doing, Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't just walk up like you're buying a corn dog. you got a it's an extra ticket, right? Or, or no, a different it's not. Ticket? It's not. We, it's inclusive of the ticket of the festival, and that was you know a big decision that had to be made because traditionally food festivals, it's an individual ticket. If you go to a food and wine event, we wanted that to be inclusive. We wanted everybody to be able to look at it as a piece of entertainment, the same as you would if mm-hmm. you walked up to a stage. Um, and saw John Mayer, John Mayer playing as well too. We, you know, definitely add uh, some bells and whistles to make it a little bit more exciting. So we have a tasting table mm-hmm. that's on stage that GE is our um, sponsor for the mash stage, and they run a program where you um, can win seats to sit on stage, twelve people, and you get to actually taste yeah, the food and the, the drink that's on making. stage. Wow, and that's cool. I want to do that. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's pretty <laughs> popular. Yeah, that's awesome. Wow. Um, so. I read also that you worked with Amy Schumer, who's one of my fa- favorite comedians. <laughs> like I've seen her in concert or not. Con- I've seen her stand up routines. Right. Right. I- I've paid and traveled and I-, I-, I think she's hilarious. Rick doesn't care for her as much as I do. But why would you say I- that? <laughs> oh, I thought you said that once on an, no. on the show. Somebody I know that I, I co-host with. Some other that. dude you co-host I, you know, with. She can be he- polarizing, which I, th- I think what makes her smart because yeah. she, she says things that matter. Um, I, we worked with her really before anyone knew who she was. We also, you know, in my past um, at other festivals, work closely with comedians because they also work really well mm-hmm. with food. And I actually had, um, I had a butchering demo that was a entire side of beef that was being butchered. Okay. And you oh had God. To use, oh my you God. You have to use uh, like can chainsaws s- and things like that uh-huh. for that. And there was, you know, these really hip 
butchers from Brooklyn. This was in um, this was in Brooklyn, and this is w- outdoors or in a restaurant. This is outdoors in a tent. Okay, so, and so it was like a, a cooking yeah, event. Yeah, okay. yeah. It was, it was. It's called. It was called Gugamuga. It was a you know a perfect disaster in my mind, and a lot of wonderful <laughs> things happened, but a lot of really we'll call them learning. Um, moments. Lessons, yes, exactly. moment. Okay. Um, and I was not there for the beginning of the demo, but I wanted to stop by to see how things were going. And I walked in and Amy had gotten a trash bag and made a trash bag dress uh-huh. because there was uh-huh. a, a chainsaw that was Meat cutting. and blood everywhere. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Blood. And she was like fashioned it with a belt and stuff like I that. And her. I was just like, I really like this girl. I, I love really her. Feel like she was hilarious. So hilarious. she was on stage sort of moderating and yes. commentating on mm-hmm. all the crazy stuff going yeah. on. Oh my God, yeah. jelly! Uh, yeah, yeah, I love her. <laughs> great. Well, uh, this weekend, like uh, some of these artists, this, the the, the uh, musicians. Um, I, I guess, uh, do you sort of uh, set any of those up with the with the chefs? I mean, are are, are they admire each other? I'm guessing they do. They do, and we try as much as possible to get them together in the same space. Whether it's offering the musicians an opportunity to get on stage with chefs, which a lot of times they're really interested in doing. Um, depending on kind of what their tour schedule is, because a lot of musicians walk off stage on a bus and are on to their next oh. gig. And so, you know, we try to do our best to kind of get that ask out there as soon as possible so that we can see them together and enjoy them together. But um, in the interim, we try to get them together backstage. We share a backstage. We have a backstage hang. We have a, you know, backstage bar that's particular to the bourbon that we serve that musicians and chefs can hang out together and talk and you know i think you know fanboy fangirl over each other backstage <laughs> and talk about the things that uh-huh. they love about what they do and a lot of times you know chefs will talk about when they were in a band and you know <laughs> when they versa. did and like the same thing as vice versa or somebody will you know say i'm a dj and sometimes i dj here you know and so yeah it's there's a lot of mutual love there and a lot of i think shared experience in how their jobs are um, the, the pressure and how their jobs are affecting the community around them and, you know, kind of the positivity that they can put out there and how they can actually change people's lives. I, I have to give it up for them and you and everybody that worked on booking this because when it's a new festival, when I, I don't know if you remember Hullabaloo at Churchill Downs, that was a few years ago, okay. but I worked on that and all the major bands would all, or artists would say like, well, who, who's coming? Who's doing it? Who's playing it? And if it's new, you're selling something new to somebody that's popular or has longevity and it's right. hard to do. And you look at the, you know, list of people that are coming to Bourbon Beyond and it it's stuck. So, you should have had better food back at Hullabaloo back then. <laughs> no one wanted to eat. It was so hot. Doing, that was part of the problem. <laughs> I'm was. so hoping for good weather for Bourbon and Beyond because it can make or break an event. It so really I am, can. I'm like looking at your extended forecast day by day right now. You are sending you, good energy your direction. Thank you. You and all of us on site. There's like there are pretty much hourly updates from, yeah. you know, because it was. Pretty, I, I remember uh, going on Sunday last year. It was pretty hot. It was hot. All, Toasty. Yeah, it was hot. And there's, mm-hmm. you know, in the festival world, you know, when it gets above, you know, 89 degrees, there is, you know, it kind of feels it might as well be raining at that point because it is so hot. And so we definitely had it was hot. We had a stage that faced west for the chefs. So we definitely try to learn from our mm-hmm. um, experiences and we've got it under a tent this yeah. year so yeah. that if there is rain, you're right. welcome. If it's too hot, you're welcome. If you just want bourbon, you're welcome. If right. you want to see Edward Lee do whatever it is that he's going to do because you never can tell when he's going to do, <laughs> then you can. It's, you know, it's a good experience. And like I said, the bourbon tent also right by there as well, too. But um, 
hopefully this is all we see yeah of rain yeah 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 well, that'll t- be great tiffany tiffany dorman founder of flavor memory yes. first podcast i give you an A minus. <laughs> oh man, you're a tough, you're a tough grade. Well, no, I'll, I'll I say A plus. I, I can't a, give you an A plus because everybody has room for improvement. Absolutely. But thank you for coming That's on the show. Right. Yeah, it's really good. And, and if you want to get out there, uh, I'm sure there's. You can still get tickets to Bourbon and Beyond and all the uh, all this. Uh, you go to bourbonandbeyond.com and and it's a, a massive schedule of things to do. Yes. Yes. Get there early. There's a lot during the day to be done. Food and drink, and then stay late for the music. Right on. We'll see you out there, Tiff. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Rick Redding has his ear to the ground on Louisville news, issues, and media. Get a new episode every Thursday at louisville.am. And a big thank you to Tiffany Dorman, who is uh, in town for a while, I guess, doing the uh, Bourbon and Beyond Culinary Show. There's a lot of good chefs on the on the menu there. Yeah, and she's cool. I always like it when an outsider comes to Louisville and falls in love with the city. Yeah. Because then they become like a foot soldier for us when they leave. And she said some of these chefs have, have done the same thing, Colicchio mm-hmm. and and, uh, and all that. So a uh, lot going for us uh, this weekend. And some of the musical acts, I, I'm just, uh, I, you know, the thing I have a situation with, Carolyn. Uh-oh, two of your favorites playing at the same time. No, not, okay. not that. It's just, in general, I, I, it makes me feel old when I, when Forecastle comes up. Uh-huh. Because... They're all young. I don't know any of the acts at Forecastle. Yeah. But here at Bourbon and Beyond... You're like, <laughs> I know almost all of you. <laughs> hey, I know that guy. And, and, and some of the lesser known ones that, that you may... You know, I, I've been a big fan of Keb Moe for a while. Mm-hmm. He's here in... in Somebody I've been listening to on the Blue Station on uh, Sirius XM Radio is Mindy Abar and the Bone Makers. Okay. And, the, uh, and it's they're really good? really good blues, really good blues stuff. Uh, Government Mule is is on there for for blues, and and even some locals like uh, there's a separate stage. Uh, ben Salee is going to play. So oh, um, I like him. You know, music fans will be busy out there and. and Things of the eating. I was thinking as she was talking about the, all this culinary stuff. Right. Um, you know, it used to be okay. You, you go to show and, and, and you know, a corn dog is is about the oh, most. Oh yeah, not anymore. Delectable thing you can get. Oh yeah, <laughs> this is like gourmet food served. Uh, I mean, in you got to plan yeah. your food right. intake as well. That's right. Go I, hungry and graze. That's I what to, I would do. I went to two different tailgates uh, the other day and uh, at, for the uh, for the game Saturday, and um, it was hard to hard to kind of resist that. Oh, thing. yes, like potato pie a, and stuff. I hadn't eaten a hamburger since March. Oh, man. Rather it tasted... And I, did ate it, one, I ate one Friday and one did Saturday. It, did it taste good the first time, and then, and then did you have a stomach ache after? That's my no, question. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I didn't overindulge. Though. Okay, That's yeah, good. that is good. Well, this show is all about the uh, what's going on in Louisville in the restaurant scene, and I, I just wanted to point out, uh, a lot of people don't know about this, but Food and Dining Magazine, mm-hmm. it's a quarterly... Um, they do a really good job of covering uh, the complete story of Louisville restaurants. And they have a, a quarterly article called Comings and Goings. Mm-hmm. And, and they track how many restaurants open and how many close. Mm-hmm. So uh, that the, the one can, just came out for this quarter. And pretty amazing numbers. Uh, just in this quarter alone, 35 new openings. Wow. Around town. Wow. Versus 15 closings. So. Uh, um, okay. Uh, that's why, you know, we talk about, you know, some of those, um, before we get to talk to some of the specifics, uh, Carolyn, you might be interested to know that in all of 2017, uh, I saw in this story, there were 103 openings and 52 closings. 
Jeez. a lot so of restaurants. Ha- half of the restaurants that open close. Well, yeah. Not I the mean, same ones, but different ones, yeah. That's what I'm but that's a big yeah. number. Your 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 net number is still really positive, you know, for yeah. a growing city. Uh but Yes, in, but why aren't they thriving? Yeah. But through three quarters in 2018, you've already surpassed those numbers mm-hmm. for all of 2017. So it's a lot of activity in the restaurant business. Yeah, which says something about the city. Yeah. But I mean, every time I feel like every time we report this, that something's opening, we're also reporting a few closings like Comfy Cow. I know is you know, closing in Jeffersonville, Indiana. Yeah. That wasn't open very long at all. Yeah. The list of closings. I mean, uh, the ones that I was familiar with, Rafferty's out in uh, Springhurst. Um it, it I mean, everybody used down. to go there after the movies. Yeah. What happened to Rafferty's? I don't know. I don't know. The other one over in um, in DuPont is still open. The The new one that I'm most excited about going to, and we may have uh, the people behind it on this show in the coming week or two, is the Pine Room mm. down there on River Road. Used to be the Cast Iron Steakhouse. Do you yes. ever go there? Yes. Uh, once. I went okay. there one time. Okay. Well, it's totally redone upscale i have heard rumors about the crowds out there that it's it's real they're really packing them in so uh it's like the organic buzz yeah yeah it's the it's the buzz like yeah. at, at the at the track the 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 big dirt the the secret derby horse <laughs> you know the buzz is about the pine room and uh the people behind it augusta holland and um uh stephen tunn who has uh a lot of history in this town. Augusta's uh, Gil Holland's wife, right? Correct, Amundo. Yep. yep, yep, yep. So uh, we're trying to talk to them, and we may have them on the show in the in the near future. We'll see. Um, and you you may I don't know if you've been to any of these other uh, new restaurants this quarter, Ostra. I know you've it, been talking is, about that, and I still need there. to go. I haven't been there yet. Um, the uh, of course uh, Martin's Barbecue. Uh, we almost went there. Yeah, but I've eaten there before. Yeah. I, I mean, I do like Martin's. <laughs> and the uh, the big changes at the uh, Payne Street Bakehouse, the, the new Payne Street Bakehouse over there. Uh, you ever been there? You know where that is? We're across from Spring Street Tavern? Spring Street Bar and Grill? Yes, uh, but I haven't been to the bakery. It's a new building there. Okay. And uh, their old building is being taken over, expanded in the Manhattan Project on Frankfurt Avenue. Oh. It's taken their space, so okay. that's going to be a really bigger venue and an event space so a lot of changes going on in town yes. uh we should also man- mention it, it says in this series, it's not open yet but v grits mm. in the old monkey ranch is very close to open you've been you've had your eye on v grits well yeah i made them mad because i yeah I, I, you I, s- I, I saw a sign in the uh remodeling portion that was and made an incorrect assumption so now you have to i have to own up correct own up to my mistakes um I sure made one there. i, I I was looking for a place to eat, you know, sort of last minute because it was hard getting the whole family out the door to see Dracula. So we were on, you know, Main Street in downtown Louisville. By the way, it was I passed the new convention center. Lovely. Yes. Looks lovely. Um, downtown is. We ended up at Merle's Whiskey Bar, which is a place where you wouldn't think you're going to, you know, stroll into with your children for family night. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really was very family friendly. Oh, it's a cool place. Uh, I, I tell you that. And they, you know, since... Probably since I've been here, they've expanded into that other half. Yeah, we were in that uh, other half. Maybe that's where they stick to families. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> but Don't want to see it nothing to fine. see here, folks. <laughs> we all had uh, we all had a combination of different tacos, and you know how much I love tacos. Yeah, so I was like a bite thing. of this, a bite of that. It was oh, good. I liked man, it. We shouldn't do record the show for lunch. I'm hungry. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Merle's uh, in the very early days of the show, we had a guy from from Merle's on on here. They they take. 
a little pride in their food there. And uh, I remember I had this candied bacon thing. They served bacon in a glass. There. So it was like a glass with just strips just of bacon strips sticking of bacon out. Sticking out. <laughs> I'm down with that, what an man. Appetizer. Do you like crispy bacon or soft bacon? Oh, if I have bacon, it's crispy. Me I too. Had it in a while. Me too. Who? I'm, uh, my husband's the only one I know that likes soft bacon. Uh, to yeah. me, I feel like it's not cooked enough, or there's too much fat. I don't know. I'm resisting saying anything about him uh, because <laughs> his palate know. is so not good. <laughs> <laughs> He, he may be challenged, culinarily challenged. Yes, he is. Uh, so um, <laughs> That's right. You've I have no room house. to talk. <laughs> but um, the other big news story uh, uh, came out. I, I read a story in Insider Louisville about Colonial Gardens, mm-hmm. which is South sort of Louisville. a stomping grounds of mine. I grew up uh, not far from there. I have many stories about what happens in Iroquois Park. It's going to stay in Iroquois Park. By the way, my mom did, too. She's, ah. she's part of the Ratterman family in Louisville, okay. and they also, 10 kids. She has yeah. nine sisters and I brothers. Was, I was shocked when park. you told me about that. You knew about the Ken Bowl bowling yeah, the, alley? Yes, and the, the drive-in. Was the that, Kenwood what was, drive-in. The Kenwood, that was my first drive-in. The my mom still took there. Us. Yeah, but it's closed, right? It's been closed for oh, a yeah, long time. Oh, yeah, there's a building. There's a, a industrial building back there yeah but uh yeah we used to, I, I knew where the holes in the fence were to and sneak through yeah it, it, it was Did weird you one sneak ga- in I mean, how do you sneak into a drive-in i mean aren't well in our group we'd have five or six guys going and one guy would have to drive in by himself <laughs> <laughs> and the rest of you bay. came through the hole yeah yeah, that's the See, way it I, I, I'm too unless the, I don't unless remember. we hit the trunk. So what? It wasn't a price for a car load. It was like no, it was per, per person. person. Oh, okay. See, I don't remember that. So we we'd either little. pile guys in the trunk or we'd go uh, up the adjacent street and we knew where there was a hole in the fence. I just thought and it we'd was casually cool. stroll through. Like, <laughs> hope no cops are watching. So anyway, but anyway, back to Colonial mm-hmm, Gardens. Mm-hmm. It's it's very exciting over there. They're going to have at least four restaurants. And maybe you can speculate on this, Carolyn. The, uh, the the news story said they were all locally owned with uh, establishments with other locations in town. Oh, so somebody that has like, like a couple of... Right. And the one that's announced is El Taco Lucador. Oh, I, oh, I love them. We're happy to love. You know, see that expand out there. I think that would do well. Yeah, it's I like, really do. And, and it's going to be like a community feel. All the There's going to be a community area, sort of like a... I guess a food court, but more upscale than that. Well, plus um, that has a Hispanic population. There, mm-hmm. I mean, that sort of Americana neighborhood is not too far from there. Well, it's a, it's yeah, it's a few miles down the road. But yeah. uh, you know, they're appealing to people that are going to Iroquois Park for mm-hmm. for shows at the amphitheater, right. or uh, there's a lot of walks and festivals and things to do, or you can go play golf. And there's a lot of stuff to do in Iroquois Park. Not a lot of things around it. Yeah. Uh, to places to eat and stuff so I, i'm speculating that one of those places is going to be o'shea's because they have I, ties to south louisville o'shea family uh, uh, i know some of them have lived on southern parkway and that's nearby that's be their a great, hood great place for them the uh so the release the, the story in insider louisville said there was one focused on craft beer and one more on a uh, sort of cocktail atmosphere so a lot to look forward to if you and live out there when are that. those rolling out do they do they put any numbers to early it? 19 early so 19 okay. but if you go by there now you can see there's uh, there's real uh real construction going on that colonial gardens building is has been there like forever i mean but are they keeping that white and black facade that's sort of historic well that i would they, hate to see them tear that they down. couldn't tear down the big building yeah so uh, that's remaining man <laughs> i think it's been held up by threads and, and a couple of nails and stuff so uh 
apparently it's going to be reinforced and there are new buildings and it's going to be a whole okay. complex whole cool. facility so, so uh, the, the, it sounds like they're going to repurpose it yeah and bring it up to code i'd say so yeah okay so that you won't be afraid to walk in it <laughs> <laughs> I, Smart. it's like my parents used to party there that's uh, that's how long ago yeah it was uh yeah it's that was a well. thing mm-hmm. so um anyway so that's what we got on uh on the show this week all right um i'm off to pittsburgh so hmm. i gotta go pack a suitcase and run to the airport <laughs> i know it's like i looked up today on my calendar i'm like where am i going this week do you ever do that uh, no, I, and, I'm, I'm and always going to Louisville. I wish somebody would Facebook me a restaurant recommendation because I am not familiar. In Pittsburgh? Yeah, I'm not mm. familiar with Pittsburgh whatsoever. I went to uh, like a, fo- a UofL football game up there. There's there's this thing called a Quaker State, I think. Um, That's a restaurant? It's a restaurant. Okay. It looks like the oil company, but I think so. But I'm sure there's some Pittsburghers out there if you put a... Uh, <laughs> put, get, send me a put, restaurant. Put a thing on Honestly, your Facebook. Honestly, uh, I'm serious. That's just not a city I know a lot about. I would love a good... If not, I'm eating hotel food, which yeah. I'm not saying is always bad, but well, I... Don't do that. Yeah, I'd like to get out of the hotel because I'm in the hotel so much for my meetings and stuff. So it's nice to get a breather. You can't can't get cage Carolyn very long. I start to get a little nuts. Yeah, get out on the town, enjoy like you're yeah. going to do this weekend. You're going to be back in time for Bourbon and Beyond, of course. Yes, and I'm going to put Strassenfest on my calendar for October 5th and 6th at Fourth Street Live. Um, go have a little German food and some German beer and dance to Prost, which Don't, is the live oh, yeah. entertainment. You're going to go out to the Bobby Petrino show out there this week? No, no. Uh, <laughs> honestly, I and it's not. Um, no knocks on him or them or it, but I hear enough sports, you know, in my house. I bet that so. is a household. I, I, I'd tell Lachlan to tone it down. I don't want to hear any more uh, about those guys. He's better now, but I just, <laughs> do I want to go hear a coach's show? No, I do not. <laughs> for obvious can't, reasons. Can't even ply you with drinks for that. So, no, but uh, anyway. That's um, probably a good attitude to have. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. All right. So that's what Eat Drink Talk is all about. Thanks for tuning in. Tell your friends about the show. Look us up online, eatdrinktalk.net, or on iTunes, and you can hear all our past shows, all 80 of the shows we've done Whoa, before. Not 80 with this girl. Yeah. Well, Maybe like 20 now. I don't know. Yeah, we're getting up there. All right. But uh, it's uh, it's a fun, fun thing to do. I'm glad we're doing it. Me too. We'll see you guys. Catch up on the city's restaurant scene every day by visiting eatdrinktalk.net.